New on CuriosityStream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. PK, you said it couldn't Checking be in. done. You Checking said in. it couldn't be done. And what happens? It always gets done. Naysayers don't say nay. <laughs> don't say nay to yay. Not in my backyard. I'll show thy or thee. <laughs> I'll show thee. All right. Well, we're just waiting for Mike Martins from the Mike Martins channel. Exciting Absolutely. day, TK. Good morning. Mike in the night. I know. Mike we're, in the we're, night. We're Coffee back with, with our Mike most viewed guest. Our most viewed. Our highest views yeah. on any of our videos is the Mike Martin's interview. And here dun, we go. Dun, round two. Yep. Round two of the famous and infamous simultaneous Mike Martin's. Can you hear us, Mike? Are you there? He's connecting. He's connecting. Patience. Hello? Okay. No, nothing about it. There he is. Oh. We hear him. We hear him. We don't see him. Are you there? God? Is that you? There he is. Okay. How do I change my background? So it's not like this barf green. I had it all set up on the other one. Oh, how about why? you, Mike? How, how are things going? It's going good, man. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to get into a little bit of the uh, uh, the main geopolitical issues, why the property bubble in Toronto is or why Toronto is experiencing this housing. I think that's a wonderful I'm, idea. I'm, I'm down. I'm just glad that we didn't have to wake you up at seven o'clock this time. So uh, that's good. No, 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 because I did Mike is. in the night last night and I had some pretty big, big guests. And nice. let me tell you, man, I was just just drained man so much brain power it's like the older you get it's like the more fish oil you need to consume that is a saying around here as well yeah so healthy, so hold on a second doses of omega-3 for, for those of our listeners and 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 followers that don't know mike from the last time mike martins is what i would would it i, I don't want to be uh like I want this taken the right way. Like I think Mike Martin's is like the Canadian version of um, Alex Jones. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I, I figured Mike would take that the right way because Alex Jones now, you know, it's funny. Like I'm sure Mike's been watching Alex Jones for years. I don't know if any of our listeners have. I'm assuming TK doesn't even know who Alex Jones is. Oh, Alex Jones. Oh, okay. Come on. No, no offense, okay. guys. I haven't seen Alex Jones. I seen an episode uh, with Chris Sky on it, and that's it. I haven't seen Alex Jones in years. Well, that's because he was banned because he's very he's controversial. He's but what's happened banned. recently, and why I'm making the the strong comparison here is because. What, 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 what turned out to be Mr. Conspiracy ends up being an expert of testimony and an expert like uh, and, a, and a voice of reason on all of the shows that I watch right now. Probably not the same shows TK's watching, but all of the shows that I'm watching and I'm sure that you're watching like Alex is making a resurgence. And it's because he's preaching the same stuff as you, the truth. So you are we, you, are we live? We're live, man. We don't we're fuck in. around. We're in like Flynn. Oh, my God. I didn't know we were live. I thought we were warming up and going over a few things. So, uh, oh. oh, I'm sorry, guys. I would have been praise. more. We only live one praise way. for you. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I bid you all good morning, good evening, and good night, wherever you'll be watching this transmission. You are tuned in to the Toronto Real Estate Show. And uh, hashtag Toronto Real Estate. What is it? Hashtag Toronto, Toronto Sinking. It doesn't matter. We well, got Mike okay. Martins here. Nothing we're else in. matters today. Let's get all going. All right, guys. Let's go geo geopolitical. Okay, we got to talk geopolitical because if you really want to know what's happening and how this is going to get fixed, if it ever gets fixed, uh, we need to discuss why we're here today, okay? And how we got here today. So 
Uh, someone's sharing a screen. Well, you Is said you home? wanted to talk about uh, the, the pricing in Toronto and the bubble here, right? Yeah, well, we'll get to why this is happening and why uh, it's selling at these disgusting high prices. I actually have that article open, too, so I have my guns ready, too. So I'll give you the it. ability to share your screen. One moment, sir. I, yeah. I, I think I have it here. I think I have it here, but but we'll get to it. Look, let's go over here. So I'm going to go into the way. This is a special Toronto real estate show hosted by Mike Martins from Mike and the Night. OK, OK, so let me share the screen here. Let's start with this. All right, let me see here. Share. All right. So, oops. Okay. Can you see that there? There we can. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this is going back six, seven years now when I was reporting on the real estate market, right? So, here it is rent prices in Vancouver going up. And then we start getting into 100% loan to value mortgages, buy a house with nothing down, uh, empty homes walking the streets of Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver is now in a housing bubble. This is six, seven years ago. This is not six weeks ago. And we keep going. Vancouver housing crisis, illusion or, or, or myth. So the reason why I was making these videos, because in 2010, we were supposed to see a housing correction in Vancouver uh, because housing was already seven to eight to nine times the annual income. And it was just beyond affordability for the locals. Oh, let's just keep going down. 15% on foreign tax uh, buyers. And that screwed you guys over in Toronto. And I'll explain why. Canadian banks a favor for, uh, for uh, foreign home ownership. Um, when will it crash? Vancouver housing crisis. Investors fleeing Toronto to to investors fleeing to Toronto and Seattle because of the foreign buyers tax. That's when you guys got screwed in in 2018. That's when everything started to go crazy. And Vancouver and Sydney, Australia, brain drain. Housing prices skyrocket all over the Commonwealth. Get out of Vancouver. Quiet Vancouver streets. I left Vancouver so, years ago. So but hang on a sec. So yeah. you you've been you've been talking about it, predicting it for years. And, and here we are now, 2021. Now, there are definitely similarities uh, to Toronto and Vancouver. We both have ridiculously hot markets. There's all kinds of reasons behind it on both sides. W would you consider both markets the same? Yes, and I'll explain why. I'll get to it right now. So uh, look at this. Homes are now ATM machines. People using homes as ATM machines right there. That's from five, yep, six years are. ago. Yeah. Housing affordability out of reach, sharp correction in real estate, boom, double digit loss. That's when foreign investors left Vancouver and we started to see a correction and everyone went to Toronto and Seattle and then they screwed up those two markets. So wake but up. Did, but did Vancouver change? No, Vancouver. No, it didn't. got worse Neither, because right? they, I'm going to explain to you how it got worse. So I'm going to just jump into this for you guys right now. So this is how this is how the money was generated with Chinese gangs laundering drug money. This is global news. So this is mainstream. This is not the evergreen tariff news special for my underwear. This is it's global, <laughs> global news. Yeah. How Chinese gangs launder drug similar money. though. Through Vancouver real estate. So what happened was they were buying and the casinos, huh? And the casinos, right? They were doing oh, all casinos the came out. The casinos, casinos came later. Casinos came later. This, this is, this is, this is uh, 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 money placement uh, and reinvested through shell shell companies. It goes into here and it explains all of that. But that's how we're getting into this fentanyl crisis because the drugs are bringing are being brought in by this province here in China. Where's that problem? Right here. What's this, the date? What's the date on this article, Mike? Just so oh, this is clarity. old. Uh, this yeah, is, just tell uh, me what the date is. Uh, April 2018. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Did so we just go into fentanyl? Oh no! What happened was the fentanyl crisis actually started in Vancouver in 2010. Okay. Okay. Let's let's okay. stick to the real estate part of this thing and yeah, try yeah, yeah, and yeah, get no, no, because because the money is reinvested into real estate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the money, the, the profits are reinvested into real estate. Real estate keeps going up and it's a win-win situation, right? Now let's keep going. Vancouver, new tax. So this is back around that time. So this is 2016. Vancouver's new tax pushes, pushes Chinese buyers to Seattle and Toronto. Briefly. So this is, this is our when your problem started. After. Yeah. This is when your problem started. So yeah. Seattle, look at Seattle. The housing market is crazy there because of that. Now, this is the, 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 the article I discussed on your show last time that I couldn't show a visual. Canada yeah. would be in a recession without money laundering. So we go into the billions of dollars uh, 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 laundered through Canadian real estate in 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. It goes yep. into the hundreds of billions here, and it goes into 
basically how we sold ourselves out to the highest bidder. It's not just Canada. It's not just Toronto. It's Australia. It's New Zealand. It's the United Kingdom. All these countries and all the all the uh, American uh, blue states were were introducing or competing from for money. Right. Okay, so then we go. So now I want to tell you guys something that you probably are not going to believe, but I'll stop share this for a second. Um, Now, the reason why we're in this housing conundrum in Canada is because roughly in 2020, Canada itself has had, I think it's 91 million money laundering infractions. And that's track. Huh? FinTrack, the... the, uh... The department. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the federal department responsible for the proceeds of crime, money laundering and terrorist financing act. Right, right. Well, they don't even they don't even investigate it anymore, but that's about 91 million. And the reason why I'm going to show you this right now, and this is and then you, your, your viewers could say whatever, 91 million money laundering infractions, whatever. Well, here it is. Now, I got to show this. This is this is the second largest bank in Australia. Twenty three million money laundering infractions in less than 10 months. And this is what is happening. And that's why Toronto, Vancouver, Sydney, all these cities are experiencing the same phenomena across the board. Let's keep going. Uh, China invests billions into oil sand. Uh, Okay, now this is why Toronto screwed right now. Why prices keep going up. A record flight of capital of 43.6 billion from Hong Kong to to Canada as China cracks down. So China, you know what happened in, in 2019? It was the year of the protest. And people were getting their the capital flight was leaving and it was uh, arriving on Canadian shores where it was harbored and it was protected by our governments. And there you go. Forty three point six billion buys you a lot of real estate. And that's what they know of. This is what they know of. And that's only eight percent, according to the article. And then we go into what you guys are facing in Toronto the last two years were. Uh, people are leaving the province and moving to other provinces because they can't afford to live in Toronto anymore. Well, this was happening back. This is a 2018 article. Uh, Aboriginals and whites leaving Metro Vancouver. And then the other screen here. Let's see if I could catch so that. So long, button. whites. Huh? I said so long, whites. Yep. And uh, let me, where, where's that? There was that, there's that one article I wanted to show to you guys. So why are we in the, in the, in the predicament we're in? Is mm-hmm. because, uh, let me go. Where, where's my better dwelling? Where's my? Be- I had a better dwelling here. Let me just open. Let me just stop. Let me just. Uh, sorry. Right there. Let me just stop. Share there. Let me open my better dwelling because there's three articles there that cover Canadian real estate and it explains why we're in this position where we are right now, and a lot of it again has to do with with fo- with with foreign money. There's no. Canadians that have this kind of income to buy a house that's going to co- cost them 30 years to put down in, in there. So investors gobbling up homes in Canada, hot market. Are Canadians considered investors now? Or, or what does that mean? Well, that's a vague term, right? It's that's pretty a big, vague. This talks, very about, very- this talks about an increase in people getting their fourth mortgages. Wow. Okay, let's bring it back up a little bit so I could see it. All the blue uh, is people's fourth mortgages. Wow. So they're really, they're really deleveraging themselves. I mean, they're really leveraging, sorry, leveraging, leveraging up. themselves yeah, big time. to a point of no return. Holy the, Christ. The assets now, the, are, the assets are going up 30%, 25% in a year. So very well, easy to take a hundred grand and put it down on another property, right? This is this is your ATM, like the other article was saying. This is the ATM. Yeah. The house has become the ATM. I just had I had a discussion with a mortgage broker the other day who was talking about how someone was going to be short fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. He said, "Don't worry. In three years, we'll refinance and get that money back out." As if that's just a guarantee that it's going to happen. That is what's being programmed into buyers, agents, mortgage brokers, mm-hmm. the banks. Everybody just says, "I'll cash in later, and I can make mistakes today." It's not, it's not healthy. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows it's not healthy, but Mike's been warning everybody for like years, years. There's other people that have been warning people for for years. So all of us are pretending that everything's fine. How long are all of us going to keep pretending? Because if you would have read Mike's or watched Mike's stuff five years ago, you would have thought that the sky was falling and you better like hide now. But 
The reality is, is that they keep changing the rules of the game. So what moving seems the like moving the goalposts, what seems like should happen, like, I mean, how many economists have been right in the last, well, ever, but more importantly, the last couple of years, like, did anybody No, even us, us amateurs, nobody on the planet saw prices going where they went when the pandemic struck, right? Everybody thought everything was going in the shitter. Exactly. Can can I share my screen here? Yeah, man, it's your show. I want to show you something here that's going to tie into this right now, okay? So share, there we go. 2019, the year of the global protests. So what is happening? Well, here goes, guys. I'm going to break it on the Toronto Real Estate Show. 2017 was the year of the bail-ins. 2018 was the year of the repo market operation twist. Uh, Sorry, 2018 was the year of the repo market operation twist. 2019 was the year of the protest because people had enough. Middle class getting completely wiped out. Middle class can't even afford to rub two nickels together. And 2019 was the year of the global protest. Now, you're probably wondering, all these countries in protest, everyone's saying, yes, Mike, France was protesting with the, the yellow vest for 60 weeks. We know that, Mike. No, 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 no. Oh, and Hong Kong. No, no, no. Tons. 40% of the world was protesting in 2019. And guess what comes around in 2020? The year of the lockdown. And miraculously shows up out of nowhere and locks everything down, all the protests, all the uprisings. And they blamed and- it on a bat. Hey, they blamed the poor bat community. Yep. And here it is. So if you guys, I don't know where you guys stand on this whole COVID uh, stuff, but in Japan, more people died from suicide last month than from COVID in all of 2020 in one month. So I want to throw that in there just to kind of help, uh, you know, kind of uh, stir the pot a bit there. So this is a very geopolitical. Okay. People are asking me the other day, why is real estate keep going up? Well, there's nowhere left really, but cryptos, uh, we got rigged market system. They're even spoofing gold and silver. Gold and silver are becoming more and more worthless, but you can't buy it physical. You can't buy physical. So it's it's becoming harder to find, just like real estate. So they're going to have to keep going. Why did you think in 2020, when the whole world shut down, private real estate sector and building was considered essential? Because we export homes. Canada exports home to foreigners. We don't build homes for ourselves. No, you know what I heard? I heard it and I loved it. It was it was so great. It, it, it says that in Canada, our main product is warehousing people. What? Storing yes. people. Storing people in the houses. In the houses, oh. in the apartments, right? Yeah. That that's our main, that's our main and it's true. Output. It's true. Yeah. It's well, it's at least what the target is, is to be able to have more people here. The solution always is bring in more immigrants, bring in more, raise the population. 2.27 million families coming to Ontario in the next 10 years. Okay, hold on. I want to get a little bit political here, right? Okay. And uh, this might strike a chord with some of your viewers because you're in, in Ontario. I'm a Portuguese, right? And... Canada seen mass deportations of Portuguese in 2006, seven and eight massive. We're talking 47,000 families. And when they keep saying we need to bring in more people, they mean select people. That's going to basically go by the book or go by the rules or go by, you know what I'm saying? So they went into the high schools where I was in and they took all the Portuguese kids into the gymnasium and said, prove that you're, you're, you're allowed to be here get your parents here or we'll deport you. And that happened for years in Canada. So Canada bringing in people, it's very select. If you go to the passport, passport thingy, uh, best passports, there's a whole graph. Portuguese can't even come to Canada. And they have to actually call to be allowed to travel to Canada, not for a visa. They're on a list. They're on a ban list to Canada. Why? So, the, yeah. Why? So. Uh, you, I have to find the, the 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 website where it ranks passports by the best passport to the worst passport, where to travel, how to travel, where you could work, where you can't work, how to obtain a visa. We're just not liked. We're very disliked. Let me get that article where if the people out there that believe in this whole uh, pandemic, uh, Portuguese family being deported during pandemic. Well, what you're so- saying, Mike, though, is that. You know, it's it's not about warehousing people. It's about where warehousing what? What are we trying to do? Who are we Keep trying to bring people. in and why? 
people um, that will work for cheap and listen. Yep. Yeah, so uh, during a pandemic. Okay, let me just show this real quick to you guys, because this is kind of important because people are going to start saying, Mike, you're making crap up just to get your your leg here. This is from the CBC Canadians broadcasting crap. Let me just uh, share the screen here. <laughs> so share that. So this is it right here. They've deported so many Canadian families from Canada. Uh, sorry, Portuguese families. They actually shut down Dufferin Mall. You know, Dufferin Mall, guys. Yeah, Freed bought it, it with Elad. In 2007, they shut down Dufferin Mall on a Saturday afternoon. People couldn't come in or out of the mall without proving they weren't Portuguese, uh, that, that they're that they're allowed to be in Canada. And they put them on the bus. So now let me tie into why this ties into Toronto real estate. There's 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 a connection here, right? So I'm not just blowing smoke around. So here it goes. Ready for this? Ready. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Now I'm ready. Okay. 80s, 90s, European, Canada, United States, Brazil, Mexico. They're all extensions of Europe. All these countries are extensions of Europe. Um, what happened was Canada started to see a decrease in construction. So they bring up, they brought in more Portuguese laborers, right? They brought in my dad. They brought in all. So then what happened was 2006, 2007, they were becoming a very dominant, very dominant in Ontario. So what they did was they started deporting them like tens of thousands of them. Now you're probably wondering, well, Mike, they don't belong there if they're illegally there. No, they were brought in in 2000. Now let's go back to 93. I'm sorry, guys. I'm all over the place. 1993, Canada discontinues immigration from Europe in 1993. It was very hard after 93 to come into Canada from Europe in 93. Then Canada shot itself in the foot because the shortage of laborers. So in 2000, they bring in, they bring in about 66,000 Portuguese families to work the labor market. Construction, Toronto. My dad built, helped build the Air Canada Center. Okay. So then 2007, let's get rid of them. They were promised permanent status here, permanent and a path to permanent residency. They were all kicked out in 2006, 7, and 8. Okay, so when they keep saying, oh, Canada needs to bring in more. No, no, no. They're bringing in select individuals or select people with either money or that are going to vote a certain way. And that's basically what it is. So when I hear these politicians, Canada is not a racist country. It's like, Wow, really? Like it's it's pretty bad. It's it's really bad. And growing up as a Portuguese in Ontario, it was terrible. The police will pull you over. Are you Portuguese? You know, I'd go to a job interview. Are you a Portuguese? So this whole like thing with the this, you know, you know what I'm saying. So how did this contribute to the Toronto housing market? Well, the quality of the craftsmanship that started being pumped out after 2010. You're seeing it now in 2021. A lot of it is falling apart and a lot of it is in di disarray. And that's what's happening in Australia, too. Buildings that were built 10 years, eight years, seven years ago are starting to show fracture damages. Now, let me ask you something. You go in and you're going to buy a house in, in the in Toronto area. You want to buy something on uh, uh, Dufferin and Rogers. You want to buy something old that you could fix. Fine. You pay one point two million dollars. You don't have the money to fix it. You're going to sit on it. Do you know that back in the day when underwriters approved a mortgage, do you know it was illegal to mortgage a property longer than its structural value? So if the structure is going to fall life, apart, the life expectancy, the life expectancy is, is what of the structure, at, yeah. it's illegal to lend on a property that's going to last. Oh, this thing has 10 years before the foundation goes and they're going to have to move out. Why would they do a 40, a 30 year mortgage on something that's going to fall apart in 10 years that's illegal but they kind of removed that back in the late 90s early 2000s because they were starting to see the affordability game was getting is going to be tough it's going to be tough to get into any uh, markets and then 2010 hits 2016 hits you guys go by the wayside everything goes nuts there because a lot of the investors left us and moved to you and screwed up seattle and then that that started destroying the fabric of society. Home ownership is like a, can a Canadian, uh, a dream, a part of the Canadian dream. Now my kids are being programmed to already learn that, oh, housing is just for rich people. I'm never going to own a house. I'm like, you're four years old, kid. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, so 
That's very important. So, so Mike, just in regards to the current labor market right now, like right now, we know that there's a shortage of skilled labor. We know that there's a shortage of people to fill those jobs. We have we have a shortage of um, hard labor for for construction. What's the solution? There is no what's, solution. What's but what's but what is what is the solution that the government has? What are the options that the, the government has other than casting a big net on bringing in more people and a numbers game means that there's going to be so many people to fill these positions. And yeah, we're probably going to have people that we don't want here or people that shouldn't be here or whatever that case may be. But at the end of the day, how are we supposed to get back on track filling these positions? Otherwise we end up like 1990s Japan and our economy collapses because we have nobody else left to fill most of the jobs that are out there. Again, Canada's economy can be built off housing period. It can be built off real estate period. It has to be built off production exports, fabrication. It's not going to work. The shortage of builders will continue because one, the Portuguese aren't coming to Canada anymore and they don't want to come here. Yeah. Just so, one thing from our last show, Mike, when you talked about the percentage of GDP, right? And I know you made a correction on that and I, and I'm don't, don't worry, we're not holding you to anything that you say in this show. I promise. We actually just hit the highest percentage, which is 10% of our GDP ever recently. Yeah. So it's still 90% of our GDP is in non-residential real estate related sectors. So it's can, not can like you tell me. Can you tell me what sectors, please? Natural resources. We don't own management. any of that. We don't own any. Uh, the biggest, uh, the three biggest mines we have in Canada are owned by Chinese. No Canadian hires. I could show you. Okay. We don't own that. Doesn't mean that they're not paying tax. Doesn't mean that they're not. They're not paying um, tax, and then they're using our health care, and they're bringing in their own laborers from China, so they don't have to pay them deductions to our federal government. I don't. I don't just, have. I don't have all that information to tell you whether that's you know that's right or wrong. So so I, I can't tell you one way or the, one way or another. Um, but there's a lot of other service industries that Canada is involved in. There's a lot of banking industries, financial sector. There's there's a lot more than real estate. So I agree with you. We're heavily weighted on real estate and that real estate creates so many jobs with so many different services all throughout. So yes, I agree. We can't just rely on pumping up housing prices so that our economy can stay afloat. Okay. But at the end of the day, we've got to find a solution. There's got to, there's got to be another way. I am pro-immigration. You know, I, my, my family came here in the fifties. So, you know, they dealt with those hardships for, for being Irish many, many years ago, but I never had to face them. So that influences my decision. Cause I think, you know, life is just good in Canada. I never had to deal with maybe some of the things you or somebody else had to, or like a visible, visible minority or something like that. I never had those things. So I, I get it. I don't, I don't understand or appreciate those types of situations, but I do believe that immigration as far as the government goes, because the government's not that wise. They're not that, they're not that, uh, you know, smart. Uh, they're not that smart, but they're not that resourceful is what I'm trying to get to. They have to just take a really broad stroke and say, okay, what's the easiest, fastest way for us to be able to implement this uh, system to be able to solve the problems that we're going to face that they know are coming and immigration is it. They've well, tried it's an easy, it's an easy answer and it doesn't take much of a thought process to go like, if we just bring in more people, like they're going to need a place to live and it's going to stimulate takes, the economy. It takes one department in the federal government to, to orchestrate. It just yeah. it doesn't involve them off, you know, having all these different private public sector stuff. It's a really well, simple, broad stroke that they can get. Yeah, I mean, I can't um, really argue with that. I mean, it makes sense to me. If we just keep bringing in more and more people, they're going to. They're going to do the work. They're going to do everything. And we're going to make the, them the Irish did work, the work at Tim too. Hortons. The Irish did the work too in the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, the, the Italians did it in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, and now they're probably more maybe Middle Eastern or, or you know, I'm not sure where else, but there's other, you know, parts of the world who are coming in and picking up the, uh, the, the Japanese did it, you know, 100 years ago, right? The Chinese, same thing. There has here, been a, a, sh a so shift. Let's reel of, it all in though to like now, because here yeah, we are and yeah. all of this is relevant, but I mean, if the rules are going to change next week or next month or next year, how right. relevant is this stuff? So let's let's prognosticate a little bit based on what's currently happening in the world. OK, so sure. we're talking about 10 percent of Canadian GDP in housing right now. Let's go across the other side of the world where we have uh, a country that has 20 percent GDP in real estate and a huge mess on their hands right now. Like. Let's talk about Evergrande or Evergrande, Evergrande. over in China, right? Evergrande, I mean, <laughs> it, what, 
Talk talk about that a little bit. I'm interested. Wait, let's hear your thoughts, Mike. What you, yeah. What you think Ever Grande that. Ever Grande Rancho Relaxo is what I like to call it. <laughs> is basically relax and collect your dividends. And the problem with that company is it's severely over leveraged. And I think I did a video about it back in 2017 that it's beginning to over leverage itself and borrow on top of borrowing and borrow and reinvest on top of borrowing and uh, basically. Take, let's take some of the money before it even gets there. So they're already predicting uh, uh, forecasting um, levels of increase increments and borrowing on that before it even happens. So now it's gotten to a point where uh, China is going to have to spark a war somewhere to start re-regenerating re or re uh, restarting its its motor. Stimulating, stimulating, stimulating the exactly. They're going to have to. So they're looking at Taiwan, Japan, and Australia. And that's that's it's going to be huge geopolitical issues with this old Evergrande. And if it's going to be bigger, India, no, India, they're kind of well at the border. The that, that's too, that's right? a border crisis. That's the Sindhu India border crisis. That's been happening since the after World War Two. That but they're but it's both kind of jockeying for top dog next, aren't they? Well, I'm on the side of India more because India is more passive, right? They're more kind of like down to earth, like they're not the, communist. They're not communists. And when I say Chinese guys, I'm not I, I just I just hate communism. My dad fought communism till the day he died. And I, I, I just anyways, let's go back to Evergrande. Evergrande yeah. severely over leveraged. And that's going to be hundred billion dollars in debt. Yeah, that's that's what they're telling you. That's eight percent. They usually tell you eight percent. That's how Chinese uh, media works. They usually give you eight percent of the total. So um, um. That would make it like a trillion dollars oh, four trillion. plus, right? Easy. Yeah. Easy. 18 trillion billion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, this Does is the matter? biggest number yeah. you can think of. So but so remember that whole uh, back in 2006, seven and eight, that correction in the States with uh, with uh, Bernie Mac and all that gar and all that crap. Well, here you go. So that's this is going to make it look like this Lehman ever grande Rancho Relaxo is going to look like a walk in the park in comparison to what's what happened in the United States. So, but what I agree. Lehman, Lehman what Brothers happened? is Lehman Brothers is like nothing compared to what Evergrande is. And oh, if yeah. they if Evergrande collapses, which it's hard to say right now if they're going to completely collapse. I know that they're liquidating a ton of stuff right now and they are getting out of all the markets that they can afford to get out to create cash. That's right. Um, they're trying to. But they're the fire. tip. They're the tip of the iceberg. Other companies are going bankrupt. Uh, what's bankrupting that other one? Every company around them. No, but no, no, forget about the the people that they owe money to. Like, there's another big developer who just went bankrupt. I just saw something about a gigantic steel company that just uh, filed for 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 bankruptcy restructuring. Like, it, I think things are potentially gonna get crazy not now but like at some point this is gonna explode look look yeah. at what's going on with restaurants just take restaurants in toronto we have the top chef canada okay like the guy who is known as like the biggest restaurateur one of the biggest restaurateurs in toronto luxury real estate uh supermarkets everything he's on tv and he just filed for bankruptcy Right. Because it's like I can't hang on anymore. Like I lost four million dollars waiting for you guys to turn the spigot back on. And now on top of everything, you're going to let all of the stadiums and arenas and cinemas let 100 percent capacity in. But the restaurants still can't even get like 65 percent capacity or something like that. Well, people mm -hmm. like everything is going going to go bananas in the next year. A year from now, things are going to get interesting. I don't think it's going to slow the markets. I got some good news on the front on that front. Florida has been open since March and nothing. Oh, all these hospitals overflowing in this. I get my friend down in Broward. I have, I have people that, you know, I have business. I own some business in Florida. Call somebody up. Hey, I need you to go to Broward Medical right now. Okay. Call me on Skype when you get there. Gets to Broward Medical. Okay, I'm here. What do you want me to do, Mike? Okay, film me. Film the parking lot. There's nobody there. Go inside. Go start filming in the hospital. Nothing. Go to those two ambulance attendants now. Okay, let me talk to them. What's going on with this overflowing capacity? The two ambulance attendants look at each other and then look at me on the phone and say, don't believe everything you see on the news, kid. And so that's what's happening right now. So Florida has been wide open. Okay. 
And I, I call some of the people that, that, you know, that work for me and do things, you know, call them up and say, how's it going? What are you guys doing? What are we importing? What are we doing uh, for car parts and stuff? Because we do car repairs. And, uh, and they're like, it's open. There's no masks. There's no this. There's no mandatory nothing. And if we ask somebody for a vaccine card or the, the company could get fined $5,000. So it's the complete opposite. So that's the problem we're having. And other good news. But what about in what about in in Alberta here? What's going on there? Well, Alberta. Uh, well, they're mandating police officers now and public servants, and and I think at a provincial level and at a municipal level, they're they're mandating um, restaurants to prove. But hold on, hold on. They're going to pass a bill, and they're working to pass a bill right now as we're speaking to uh, find private sector mom and pops businesses 30 to 150,000 for not having vaccinated workers. Alberta did a 180. They were, they were the leaders, right? They were the Florida of Canada. And then just about my sister lives there about two well, months, two months is, ago. This is why I'm, that's why I'm throwing them into the conversation because like, isn't Florida going to get bad soon? Nope, it's never, 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 the, never. Can we bring up, boys? Bring up some images of the Haitian, migra Haitian migration on the Texas border. Uh -oh. Who's the so, Who's the visual uh, manager today, Daryl? Where do we got like? We're all over the place. We've got we're coast the, to coast today. We've got people from yeah. each coast putting stuff up on the board here. Yeah. Okay, Haitian Mike is going into Texas. Haitian migrants now. We have to because this. How are you the, tying this, this to real this estate? This might free point. Canada. This will free Canada, because right now in New Zealand they're trying to ban any like kind of news that's even like legit. So here it is. So this is, let, let's, I got to share the screen because this is going to free you guys of COVID. Now, let, let, just hear me out here, okay? So take a look at that. There's thousands of these articles all over the place. Uh, Haitian migrants coming in, they're coming in from Colombia. So they're, they're, they're taking a raft from Haiti, 1,200 kilometers to Colombia, and they're walking through 13, 14 countries to get into the United States. And this is this has been happening now, and it's getting strong. Now, let me let me let me give you my is it hypothesis on this, or is that is that is that, is that English? Is that the way you say it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, your educated so, guess. Educated guess. Okay. So, theory. You got six, twelve to sixty thousand people per month arriving at the U.S. border migrant trains. People are coming from countries that have less than three functioning hospitals. Nobody less than one percent of Haiti is vaccinated. And nobody's wearing masks. So if we were in a pandemic right now, there'd be a cluster F. I'm not going to say the F word. Cluster F at the border. Okay. So there's nothing. There's, yeah. So in other good news, last Wednesday on Mike of the Night, we had a caller in from Norway. Fully opened. They're treating it as the flu now. New, New Zealand's completely locked down, though, on the opposite like, side. Like beyond lockdown. Like yeah, you can't even I, like go and I saw like a video of house. I saw a video of somebody choking just some girl on the street because she wasn't wearing a mask. Did you see that? The cops yeah. in Australia, too. The videos are crazy. I think that was Australia, not New yeah. Zealand. Although yeah, but New Zealand, I difference. have a friend in New Zealand, and it's totally locked down. There's nothing. You can't do anything. Don't even mm -hmm. talk about going outside okay, okay, or, okay. or okay. anything. Somebody so have to keep us on the, on, the, on the path here. Okay, okay where are look, we going but now? This, this where right here is our visual right? manager, Daryl. So <laughs> see that right there? This this puts the new, right. whole New Zealand narrative falls apart when you see this. It's done. This this we're not we're not in a pandemic. I'm sorry. We could argue this, but we're not. Period. It's political. Remember, 20, 2017 was the year of the repo market balance. Okay, 2018, Operation Twist, bail in more money. 2019, the year of the protest. Oh, oh, 2020, the year of the lockdown. We gotta shut this down. So what's 2021 then? But hold on. The year a second. of the blood clots. Blood clots from the vaccines. And 2021, guess what? Guess what happens? Horrible marketing name for the year. Uh, I'm just, hey, yeah. I'm just calling a spade. You're a spade. gonna have to call it something. If you're born else. this year, yeah. You really want to like go with the Chinese zodiac, you know, What's you're better, the rat. That's blood better. clots. Yeah. 2022 is going to be the year of the protest again. Okay. And 2022 is very important because 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 this is going to be the pinnacle of the year, the quarter, the 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 year that things season really the season is turning of change. Yeah. Yeah. So hold so on a sec. What about okay? So, real estate. Real estate. Yeah. Real estate. The real estate market. Uh, you keep predicting, and you're not alone. And and 
it is a sound prediction based on previous um, information or previous data points, right? Like if you would draw a line in, well, most people say you have to look to the past to be able to predict the future, right? Right. But I don't think we've ever lived in a time where things changed so quickly, so fast, so drastically, um, and where people actually put up with so much shit and just kind of put blinders on, right? Mm-hmm. So we are, I mean, we're all in this together. There is nobody, and you'll probably have a good argument for this, but there's nobody that benefits from a crash. And it does clean things up, but like we're all, we all do way better and we're all way happier and we all have more money in our pockets when things are going up. And, and so there's a balance here, right? There's a balance here between doing what's best for the economy or society and what's best for everybody's pocketbooks. And those two things are very interwoven at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so let's be realistic, right? Because we had, a lot of crazy shit happened in the last decade or so, right? That really should have pummeled everything and everybody. And we got the inverse. So if um, they can change the rules continuously to make things constantly go up, 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 what do you have in your crystal ball that you see from all the information that you've gathered? What is going to bring this thing back? down to its knees and actually bring us the correction that you've been calling for forever. Daryl, I'm going to tell you straight up and we need to ask the right questions. That's the problem. I knew I was asking the wrong question. I Uh, felt it. The right question is, will they allow this to crash? That's what I'm saying. They haven't allowed it to crash for a hundred years. Do you know why? The only times it did crash is when they allowed it to crash. Okay, let's look in the past again. Let's but it's look not the, the same. No, this the past does, isn't relevant anymore. It is It is relevant. I'll, I'll explain to you why. Do you know why you guys lived or we lived a decent life in Toronto back in the 90s and our parents were doing well? Do you know why? It's because of Ronald Reagan in the 80s raised interest rates to 17 18%. People default. The bad debt falls off. We recycle. We restart. If it wasn't for that happening, Bank of Canada would have never followed suit and we would have continued in the conundrum and we would have been living in a hellhole in the 80s and 90s if it wasn't for that restart back in the early 80s by Ronald Reagan. You see see how the history does. We need to get interest rates to a point where it starts to drop off the bad debt. And that's the one tool that banks are not using is the interest rate tool. The second you bring interest rates up to 7, 8, 9%, all the bad debt falls off and uh, then we continue and then we could con- a new fresh start. And that's one thing they refuse to do. They refuse. They raised interest rates a quarter percent back in 2018 or, or 2017. Everyone- hold on a second. In the, in the 80s, bringing the interest rate to 20 per 22 percent, 17 percent. I think it was 22 percent when they did that. It didn't instantly bankrupt the government. And governments around the world holding the currency and paying interest that they no longer could cover month to month, right? So right. right now, you're at 0.25% on I don't even know how many dollars of debt. If they go, if they move at a quarter point, it's now the payment is double. A quarter point doubles the national debt payments, right? It's never going to happen. It's never something so big and so crazy and so drastic and such a crazy uprising from the people, which means all the people are going to have to take their blinders off, which their blinders are very comfortable right now. My blinders are very comfortable, right? I know what's going on. You know what's going on. We're still playing in the game. We're not in, uh, you know, some island somewhere off the grid hiding from the craziness, right? We're, 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 we're part of it. We are, but we have blinders on too. So what's going to make us take our blinders off? People are going to have to wake up to, to the, uh, I don't know how to say this. People are going to have to wake up to the, the hard the hard, cold reality that the measures and laws that were put in place, moving the goalposts around were removed to protect the banking the, the higher-level banking uh, monarchy, whatever you want to call it, 
from defaulting. And that has caused a problem on the ground with us so that we can't. You see, it keeps going forward. But the problem is the people that are coming or being introduced into this world don't have a chance. They don't stand a chance. And to fix this problem, we're going to have to raise rates, whether people like it or not. That's the last thing. They, they could keep printing money. It's just going to keep devaluing the money. Uh, Better Dwelling was reporting what yesterday that inflation is going to start hitting. Okay, so you're going to start. start. Uh, no, no, no. It's going to start really hitting. If you want to bring it down to earth, if uh, uh, the average price of a home is a million bucks, then the average liter of gas should be $13. If you want to get realistic with this, if you really want to bring it down to earth and actually put numbers with numbers, right? Then that means people should be getting 70, 80 bucks an hour. And then, you know, the problem is, is wages never kept up. Wages yeah. never kept up with the, with the cost of living. Wages stay fa- uh, stagnant while while uh, price of things keep going up, we keep bringing in more people with money to invest it into our country. But then the people that live in the country and maintain the infrastructure can't afford to live. I know a garbage truck driver that has to drive two hours to Vancouver to go pick up garbage because he can't afford to live in Vancouver. And that's what it's gotten to. How do we fix this? We need to raise interest rates. Okay. Agreed. Or they're going to go negative. Interest, this rate, the, interest rates need they to go are up. negative. That's, yeah. Yeah. But that, but that, okay. So, so, but this is the conundrum and this is the problem. It, it, it's not that nobody doesn't understand or know the solution. Everybody sees what will happen when that happens. So they are choosing now interest rates are no longer a weapon of the central banks of the world. It's, it's, it's flooding bond markets with money. It's flooding real estate markets with money. It's flooding markets with money that balances out markets and keeps them level now. So I think if we're, yeah, the, the, the new generation doesn't have a chance at living the life that we got to live, right? We didn't get the chance to live the life that our parents got to live. And mm-hmm. they fortunately didn't live the horrible lives that their parents had to live. Right. And, and this is just what happens. The world is changing. There's a ton of technology coming online. And I think society, the economy, everything's just going to change. Right. We've got cryptocurrencies coming on that. Who knows what the effect of that's going to be. We have like people working on genomes and changing DNA. We don't know what effect that's going to have. We have autonomous driving coming online. That's going to have huge ramifications across the globe. We have all kinds of automations in warehouses and and all these things are going to have huge impacts that nobody could predict. And there's even other things coming that none of us know about that are right around the corner that are going to have huge impacts on all of this. And and what what I kind of see happening is um, real estate is just going to be like another commodity. It's just really big. It's just going to be like trading wheat futures. It's just another liquid market where people are going to rent a lot because they can't afford to buy. And that's just going to be it. And that's just going to be the new way of the world. Incomes are on their, on their way. Everybody's been already getting increases, even on the lowest level jobs and services, people have been getting raises, um, minimum wages. Yeah. But that's all coming. It's all think about it back in the fifties and sixties when inflation hit heavy in the seventies, Minimum wage went up, you know, within 10 or 20 years times five, right? Because it has to keep up. Eventually people will ask for above inflation rates of um, increases at their jobs and they will continue to get those raises. but it just doesn't happen overnight. What employer is going to double people's wages overnight? Nobody. It's not going to happen, but the job market will dictate that. The job market will bring people's wages back up because we have such a low vacancy right now. And that there is going to be a need for more skilled workers. We need more people to be able to be taking on certain jobs and the employers will have to charge more and they will pass that along to the consumers, which they already are. They're figuring it all out. And and Mike was mentioning wages need to be 70 or $80 an hour, maybe a little bit high to jump to right away, but eventually minimum wage will no longer be 15. Eventually minimum wage will be 20. It'll be 25. A universal basic income is probably something that'll be implemented. More affordable housing uh, models will exist within cities so that people can have more housing. I just, Mike, I, I understand everything that you're saying is, is right. But when you have years of, you know, the market's going to crash and all that kind of stuff, data, it's hard for me to believe. I'm not saying it's not possible. In fact, I know one day the market's going to crash. Yeah, sure. I know it's going to crash. I just, it's I just don't gonna. think it's going to happen anytime soon. The so thing is, they to... won't allow it to crash. 
They won't I, allow I, it to crash. Again, again, whether the if we're on basic has... principles, if we're on basic principles and basic mathematics and let's and we left the markets on autopilot like we should have, we would have seen a crash in Vancouver back in 2010, 2011, after the 2010 Olympics. But we didn't. So they kept changing it. And uh, you know what I'm saying? So th they need to leave the markets on autopilot and let them move to where they need to go so that we could, uh, you know, because we would have had two corrections by above since 2010 because of the way they're misspending our money, the way they're, they're, they're destroying uh, the fabric of society. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. That's just me, man. I, I'm just saying like we lost that whole, you. you know what I'm I saying? But, but, but the good news is I got some good news for everyone living in Canada. If you go down to the States now, a lot of States are dropping in price. So right now in Florida, you could pick up a, a, a small, a small four, a small four bedroom with a pool for under 200,000 now. So Who I lived in fuck Florida. wants for, to live in Florida or in the United I, States. It's I like live in Florida for apart. years. I live, like I live, I live in Florida for years and I loved right. it. It was the best time of my life. They wouldn't, uh, what happened was I was on, um, uh, I had a tax ID number. I had a company down in Florida, the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? I was making 12, 13 grand a month. Florida was, I loved Florida. I loved living there. I loved, you know, I speak Spanish. I learned, I mastered my Spanish living in Florida, right? And no, you could buy, you could buy palatial mansions for under $400,000 in a good area. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. That's so what I never eat. understand. Like, I don't, you can't even build the houses for as cheap as you can buy them for. Well, they also have a lot cheaper labor in southern southern U.S. and cost of construction is way lower down there too. Yes, it is. Insanely it is. lower. Uh, yeah. Cost of construction is there. So I don't know if you guys saw my video. I did. I did a video where I made some calls. I was calling around uh, different places. My friend's building. I was building a home here in Merritt, and where I live because I left the city of Vancouver. I bought a house for two sixty. I have like a, a seven bedroom, eight bedroom house with five bathrooms in it in my backyard. You could play a football game and I paid two sixty for that. Now it's worth 700. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not happy about that because my kids don't have a, an out. Right. So that's the problem. We're not looking at the next generation. So let's go. Uh, um, let's so hold on. I, I put up on the screen. I go don't ahead. know if you noticed uh, yeah, the automation, I, I, the automation. That's the new Tesla factory in Berlin. Okay. And, and like, What's going to stop everything from being made like this soon? Like uh, easy things and bigger things like houses. And like, if you watch this, like this is insane what they're doing over there. Did you see what I put up there? Yeah, that though. All those Were you looking at that, TK? I was. Yeah. So, so seriously, I mean, this a few years ago would have been how many people? Like how many people would have been putting these cars together? I don't see one person on the other side of the. the I don't fence. see one car. <laughs> That's the weird thing too. Is right. I was like, I don't know what I those things are doing. They're not doing anything. They look like they're just moving around. It's like a museum. It's like I think it's, just it's showing like you. A, yeah, I think they're just showing you. Later yeah. on, they it's still nothing really is going on. Although yeah. it looks really crazy and really cool. But when I was watching this, I was like. This, this is going to exacerbate a lot of problems that we're talking about right now, because who the hell, when, when people aren't driving cars and people aren't driving trucks and people aren't using the machinery and the cranes autonomous or the cranes being, you know, uh, 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 commanded by some dude in India in VR for a dollar an hour, mm -hmm. you know, like what the hell are all these millions of people going to do here? Mm -hmm. Are we going to start mining the cobalt? And the lithium for the bat? Like, what are we going to do? Well, here, here, I'm going to show you guys something. Are we going to afford real estate when we don't have jobs? Well, here's the deal. Uh, there's always going to be a service industry down in the United States because it, a lot of companies can't afford to go on board to serve fries through a machine, right? So let's make Canada cry again. Well, here it is, guys. Let me share my screen. We're taking you through the emotional roller coaster today, viewers. This has been a we're, ride. We're giving you the good news and the bad news all at the same time. There it Dillo. is. So, so there it is. Um, with beautiful homes with pools and property tax in some of these places. I know because I have some property. It's less than $800 a year. So you could live a decent life 
a quiet life if you decide to, an isolated life if you decide to. You don't have go to go on one of these. Let's see what they look like. And oh, there's lots here. This this is uh, here. Let's find something nicely. Let's find something nice to attach. Hold on. Let's go more to South Beach. Hold on. Give me a sec. Let's go more to like closer to like a touristy area. I don't know. There's uh, this one looks nice. There you go. Pink flamingo style. Very Floridian. Mm -hmm. Whoa, Mike, you picked that as the nice one. Are you all right? No, it's nice. It's got ceramic flooring. It's got uh, some hardwood flooring upstairs. Oh, there's TK. lots of homes here. here. TK, would my wife have gone for that one? Palm Beach Gardens, though. It sounds like a nice place. It is a nice place. Sounds I know the area. Like nice. OK, here we go. This this is your typical starter home, starter family. Here we go. So you could you could get this right now at rates with the with rates are right now for less than 800 bucks a month at what rates are right now. And way less than 800 bucks a month. It says yeah. the estimated payment seventeen hundred and forty-five. No, no, that's that's on a ten-year or a fifteen-year amortization. But how much down? Uh, I think five percent. Most of it's five percent down. Uh, let's look at this one here. Uh, this is a nice home. There you go. There's a home. There's a nice one here for you guys. There. They're even look. They're even growing corn that's more in the front. style. I could have bought five of these. TK, what? Five I bedroom. New, I need a new agent. You need a new agent. That's five. he's not showing you the right houses. Oh, this one's got a nice pool in the back too. Can I even move to Florida and buy a house, or do this I? This is not even in Florida. Kind of this is job? oh, this is in Davenport, Florida. Can I move here? Yeah, you can legally. Uh, legally, it, can but... I work here? Can I live in the uh, house? A lot of people are just working from home now. So a lot of people I know a lot of people that work from home in that work from home in Canada that just mm -hmm. moved down to the states and they work from home for Canada and pay Canada taxes, but they live here and they pay seven, $800 a month for a mortgage. These are like, like more expensive properties. I could go down to like two bedrooms. These are all four, like four bedrooms, four bedrooms, four bedrooms, five bedrooms, basements. Nope. No some base. of them do, but some of them don't. This one doesn't this one here, like four bedrooms, three bath. This is something maybe you would, you might get into like a good starter home. Price cut. This is what I want to show you guys. Prices are dropping in, in, in the States. So if Canada continues to go into the multi-million dollar, multi-million dollar for a crack shack, like Vancouver. Hold on, did, uh, what's the house worth? Forget what it dropped. What should it be priced at? This house? Don't get yeah, mad at it, me. Maybe it's priced too high. No. Let me tell you something. You know what this house should be worth? This is in uh, Palm Beach, West Palm Beach. And this is west of 90. Let me see if it's east or west of 95. Yeah, this is east of I of 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 east of I ninety five. So this house right here is on a like on on a um, like an island kind of so to say. Um, it's not an island; it's like a land bridge that goes from the mainland and goes into these little things. So you could park your boat in your backyard here, and you could take your boat out to the main ocean. But something like this, to be realistic with you, should be worth about two ninety. This is too expensive for this house. Right. So that's like what we always say here is like sold above asking, like who gives a shit? What was the asking? And what was it? It won't sell. Be, right? That was 200 days on the market, right? Oh, here okay, we so go. This here, you go to Winston, Georgia. I've been to Georgia. I love Georgia. I've been to all over Georgia, Savannah, Atlanta, beautiful home. Uh, and, and again, work from home, right? Uh, four bedrooms, three baths, 2,600 square feet. Look at the land you get. Look at this is not, this is not, this is worth looking at now. Look at that. Crown moldings. Look at this beautiful house. Yep. Like you can't build that for this price. No, you, you can't. can't build that house. No. Look at Kitchen this. Look at this brick. 25% of the price. Look, a Canadian style home with with the exterior brick. 349 price cut five large from uh, uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. Fayetteville is really nice. Fayetteville is a very up and coming young family community. Okay, so here, let's tile. Let's let's bring this all back. Let's uh, okay. let's get the let's get the talking heads back here. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are. Uh, no, that's good. This is beautiful. But let's let's finalize our thoughts here on the current state of the Toronto real estate market or can't Canadian real estate market. I mean, if we talk about Canadian real estate market, you just add a bunch of whatever for Toronto because it's going to outperform the rest of the country no matter what. So let's give our. What do we like to, what, what do we want to see? Six months out, a year out? What, what kind of prognostication okay. do you think? If Japan declares war on Taiwan, and, 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 and we're looking at about, 
we're looking at about Japan on Taiwan. So, Japan, Japan, so China, China, China. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. That okay, was I, news. That was a breaking story. It's early in the morning here. Okay. Okay. If okay. if if China invades Taiwan or or starts uh, saber rattling, you may see uh, housing go up in in Canada, Toronto, Montreal. Because a flood, because Canada is going to come in and save the day and bring all the millionaires from Taiwan into Canada. So Canada will save the day. And just like they did with Hong Kong and that ruined us. So, so basically that, that, that will happen if the, if, if the, if the saber rattling stops and Evergrande goes down with a misery of, of, of defeat and, and, and the captain goes down with its ship housing, you should start to see a decline in housing. Uh, a price decline in housing in Q2 of 2022, you, just, you start to see it frail and uh, collapse by the wayside, especially if wages won't keep up with the with the uh, price of housing. So Q2 of 2022, I'm throwing my hats. I'm putting my name on that. Q2 of 2022 is when you start to see it fracture. Q2. You heard it here Q2. first, Again, folks. Geopolitical. Q2. Geopolitically. Yep. Get your house if, on the market if, before the end of Q1. If China invades uh, uh, Taiwan, Japan, and Australia like they're threatening, saber rattling, or whatever they decide to do, then Canada will come in and save the day. Canada no. with our gigantic military no. and all no. of our no, no. Our Canada will bring in will bring in people uh, from Ta- millionaires from Taiwan. Yeah. Ah, so got it, and that, and that. So, but does that differ from the current strategy? No, they will just be part of the 1.2 million that come in the next three years. Although That's one of those correct. years is almost finished. So we only have uh, two thirds of that expected now, right? Or are we adding that to the year after now, right? Didn't we just burn one of those years that was supposed to be 400,000 people? Not going to happen. They're not going to hit 400,000. Anyone they made up some horseshit that made it look like we were getting kind of close with all the people that are already here already that here. they just yeah. said, oh, yeah. they're here. Let's put a, another thing on this piece of paper and say that we had an immigration or an immigrant now. Now they're an immigrant. They're landed because mm-hmm. we signed the piece of paper. Now yeah. our stats look like we, we know what we're talking about. They're not hitting 400K any any one of the years that are that are no coming up soon. Way. Maybe in, a, maybe in did, three years. Like who's got room for them? Maybe I could store a couple of people in my storage facility. Could you, TK? Do you have room for for some people? Because there won't be any housing, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And with labor shortage, it's going to get worse. Watch, watch what happens. So, Mike, I don't know if you know, I'm a developer, right? And I'm working on developing a decent sized property with a lot of affordable units for the city. And I have my hearing on Friday. By a show of hands, does anybody think that maybe I'm going to get a stamp of approval on this first community meeting? Do you think that all all of my neighbors are going to come and say, hey, this is great for everybody. Let's push this through quick because, like, we need housing. We're in a housing crisis. Show of hands. Anybody think they're going to turn it down because it's going to basically the more on the market, the more devaluation for the owners that are rich on paper. Hmm. And because I think they'll have, have a problem with the placement of the trees in the backyard of the property. Right. And you won't you have enough. You won't have I, enough fire hydrants, uh, you know, outside your property. So one thing I did actually hear back is that the TRCA is cool with what we're proposing. Well, that's always refreshing. That is refreshing. You're going to have an Indian burial ground or something's going to happen to you. There's or you might a- strike oil and then the government takes that from you because it's below yeah. six inches. Yeah, you're done. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a good place to leave things off. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Mr. Mike, where Mike? can our where can our viewers find you? What's just give oh, it a little shameless plug here. Uh, I've been kicked off of YouTube like 13 times, so I do have a YouTube channel. But if they want to watch the real stuff, uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to go to Odyssey to find me because Odyssey is where it's at. Oh, I was gonna tell you guys, guys, go to Odyssey.com. Go ahead and and mirror your channel that you have here odyssey will do all the work for you you go to sync my channel on odyssey and toronto real estate will all be there in a three days with the with the with the banner the logo all the everything will be we will be brought over for free they'll do it all for you toronto real estate and this way awesome. if youtube doesn't like you for some reason because you're too white or something then your stuff will remain on odyssey so you don't have to worry about that well that's good to know that's what we, i did we are pretty white 
PK, you're white as I get. I don't know. Extremely white. Yeah, like you're you're as white as they get for sure. Okay, I'm going to show you guys my YouTube channel here. So if people want to go back and look at archived videos going back 10 years about the housing crisis, so this is what this what the the channel looks like, uh, right here. So that's the channel right there. What it looks like. So it's you would find the housing stuff under Commonwealth for Common Folks, and housing ripoff is good. I, I talk about Canadian real estate, like. Some of the houses selling for $2 million. Our garage sells for a million dollars. And then housing crisis, Australia, UK, New Zealand, and, 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 and the Commonwealth. I've had people on my show like Martin North from Australia, uneducated economist. All kinds of people from all over YouTube has come, has come on the channel. And this is where I am on Odyssey. On Odyssey, uh, put your kids uh, to bed early because it is a lot of bad t- of swearing and a lot of... Uh, what, what what we used to be able to do on YouTube back in the day. So that's me on Odyssey there. And uh, my live stream, I, I, I stream live on there because I, I can't, I can't say, you know, we had a huge show last night with um, uh, an American YouTuber that has almost a million subscribers who came on and talked about the whole F Joe Biden thing happening across America, this strange phenomenon. Weren't they cheering for a guy named Brandon? Brand. Yeah. We, we tried it. Kind of <laughs> Let's go. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. So we tried to kind of, so we went through 13 different stadiums at 13 different times from 13 different events. And I, we don't think it's Brandon. I'm pretty sure it's not Brandon. What, yeah. There wasn't there something like that at the beginning of the pandemic. There was like this thing everybody, Heard it two different ways. Anyways, that's all the time we got for you today. Thank you, Mr. Martins, for joining Thank us. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. God bless you guys. Thank you for, for hosting the show. God bless. Have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to checking up with you in the future. God bless. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Mike. New on Curiosity Stream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.